we saw Ryan Connolly. He didn't play the other day. Now he's on the sideline again. How much is this related to the injury that he's had in the past or, or something you're going to have to monitor moving forward? Well, you know what? First off, I'm not going to go into any specific injuries really at any time. Uh, but I'll say this, Jordan. You look, we had several players that we kind of managed a little bit different today. You know, we came off a long, hard week, a hard scrimmage the other day. We gave him a day off yesterday. Today was really a day to mentally take a step forward, but physically get our bodies right. And then we're going to hit the field again tomorrow. We'll see where everyone's at tonight after a couple of days off. And, uh, you know, we'll approach practice tomorrow accordingly for everyone individually. When you finished watching that scrimmage, you said you were going to go back and look, and then you'll, you'll talk about some things. What were your, what were your primary takeaways from, from going back to be able to watch that? Well, I liked the way everyone came out and competed. That definitely showed up on the tape. Guys were flying around. Guys were playing fast. I thought we had good communication on both sides of the ball. We had a lot of substitution situations that both sides handled, you know, accordingly. Uh, you saw a lot of young guys step up, play faster on Saturday, or I'm sorry, Friday, than we had earlier in the week. You could tell they're getting more confident, comfortable within the scheme. You know, that was definitely something that showed up right away. Just was curious your reaction to the false negative coronavirus test from like a bigger picture something you guys might have to deal with through the whole year perspective and any clarity on if that involved you guys at all? You know what? I, I can't go into what any other club is dealing with, um, you know, specifically. Again, uh, Ronnie Barnes and his staff will handle all the, uh, you know, testing protocols. We have confidence what's going on and what the league has in place. We're following them internally every day. You know, we social distance within the building. We obviously test on a daily basis. So I can't speak on what's going on around the league and other clubs. But we were able to come out today and, you know, everyone was out here. Everyone was present. Thanks. Pat Leonard. Joe, just uh, a logistical question on that. Are you guys tested at the same facility where that occurred? Or are you not aware of whether or not that, that is the case? I'm not aware. We have a trailer in our parking lot where everyone in our organization gets tested on a daily basis. Mm. You know, everyone shows up, parks their car, goes through the trailer. There's a, uh, there's a survey you got to fill out first as far as, you know, relating to any symptoms. And then you go through, you know, the nose swab, you go through the temperature check, and, you know, they let you in, they go about your day. You get the results later on. So, you know, I think one thing that's made clear to us from the very beginning, from the doctors in the league, is, you know, testing is a part of it. Uh, but it's the social distancing, it's the wearing the PPEs, it's the taking the steps on a daily basis that are really the most effective measures that we can follow. We have confidence in what's going on. Our players and coaches have confidence in it. You know, we stay on each other, keep each other accountable, and make sure that, you know, we give ourselves the best chance of being a healthy team. Have you, have you gotten ahead enough to make a plan for, say, like if this happens on an NFL Sunday, right, and you have a game, you know, have you even been able to look into, okay, what's our plan for that going to be? What's the day of reaction? You know, have you gotten into that type of planning? Yeah, so actually, Pat, we sat down this spring and talked about a lot of what ifs. And we put down basically a uh, contingency plan for if any coach or staff member wasn't available on a daily basis, whether it's a practice day, whether it's a game day, how we would go ahead and make sure we made the adjustments. And then along with that, it's not just if one person's missing, what if there's multiple people missing? Who handles each responsibility? You know, we're going beyond the coaching staff right now to keep a lot of different people in the organization involved, that if it was ever an emergency situation, we have people who are up to date on schematically and conceptually what we're doing football-wise, to have as many hands on deck available for us. In terms of a player's standpoint with uh, the depth chart and the roster, how that may be affected, you know, we're always preparing every player to play every day. So it's our job to get everyone ready on the roster. It's our job to have plans in place, whether somebody gets disqualified due to a testing measure or somebody gets hurt on the first play. That's our job is to have a plan and how to adjust. So to answer your question, yes, we're always planning ahead. And those plans always change based on where we are internally 
you know, with what we're doing. You've gone beyond the coaching staff, meaning like scouts? <laughs> Everyone we have availability to within the building yeah. that could help us out within anything from game planning to on the field, you know, strength coaches, you know, QCs, uh, some of the, you know, tech, tech interns that we have that are working in analytics. You know, these are people that are involved and present in our meetings every day. As far as I'm concerned, if you're in a meeting, you better learn the material. If you know the material, you better have a voice when it's asked. So, you know, we're probably putting everybody in the organization right now to be ready. We've addressed it individually with people so they know what it is. It's obviously a, uh, a down-the-line type of plan, but you have to have an emergency plan, right? And that's what an emergency would be when you have to go outside the framework of your immediate coaching staff. I'm curious, you know, you've talked about your, your coaching staff and your assistants being teachers and wanting to dig in with each individual player, player development. Over the course, as we go here and, uh, you know, the practices get more game-specific geared towards that, are you personally measuring, watching how guys are working individually, kind of checking off boxes for each individual player in addition to how they're working their collective unit? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, look, when I go back and I watch the tape from the scrimmage, you, you watch it three different times. First, you watch it schematically. Then you watch it fundamentally. Then you watch from a personnel standpoint. And as you watch it every time over and over differently, you try to pick up as much as you can and continuously just write down notes. There were several players coming out that, you know, we had to address some fundamental corrections today. We made sure we took time individually to walk through the techniques. Tomorrow we'll be out there, you know, full speed tempo that we can go ahead and take those same techniques and execute them again. You know, these guys are, you know, less than two weeks into playing football in 2020. So we can't take for granted that they need the fundamental work on a daily basis. You know, in terms of all of our coaches being teachers, I mean, that's how we approach everything. Or it's to us, it's they've got to hit every player individually and however they learn best. We spent the spring, you know, virtually on computers looking at each other. Some guys absorb more than others. You get them in person now. Some guys can sit in a meeting and absorb it. Some guys have to watch tape of examples being done the right way. A lot of guys need to be on their feet and experience it to really understand the concept. So now that we're in person, you know, we're looking to hit every way of teaching with every player possible. Hey, Joe, uh, just kind of a broad question as we get into the second week of pads. Seems like that's when guys get a little testier. We haven't seen it yet. So I'm just curious, what's your <laughs> policy on uh, practice fights? Well, it's real simple. You know, you fight in a game, you're rejected, you're fine, and you're, uh, you know, it's a penalty for the team. So we're not going to practice anything that we're not going to do in a game. You know, you have the opportunity to play as hard as you want between the whistles, and that's what we're going to do. We're not looking for cheap shots. We're going to play nasty, but we're not going to play dirty. There's a difference. And, you know, for our guys, we understand that we can't do anything that's going to put ourselves behind. You know, penalties, turnovers, those are major factors in losing games. And we're going to make sure that anything that relates to penalties, we're going to coach and make sure that we don't accept it. So safe to say you get, you get thrown out of practice if you got in a fight? Yeah. You're going to get th if you're going to throw out of the game, you're going to throw it out of practice. Gotcha. Thanks. No problem. Rob? Uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, you've mentioned about young players sort of catching up to speed and playing a little faster. Uh, Darnay Holmes, is, is he in that group, or has he been playing at that level really since, since you guys started? Oh, well, I'd say every young player is still catching up to the speed, um, and they're all really on their own individual basis. It's not like they all flow together as a group and all jump up the same level. But I think Darnay's done a good job of, you know, really – learning the speed of the game, and adjusting fast. He's a smart guy. He prepares very well. He learns. He's a guy that can, can apply lessons not only from his own mistakes but from watching other people. So, you know, he's a guy that comes out every day, really has a purpose and a plan of what he's doing. Uh, I'd say that I'm very pleased with the progress he's making right now, and he is learning to play faster, 
you know, the biggest test for these guys is our kind of preseason games. So the first time we're going to see game speed, we're going to try to recreate that best we can this year. You know, on Friday we have an inter-squad game. But the reality is it's not going to happen until kickoff on September 14th. And then sort of a, a big picture question, you know, a lot of times when, when players get hurt and they do get hurt, uh, there's a there's a next man up mentality. Your schemes seem to be so um, – driven by the players and what they can do individually. Is, is, is it less so with you? It, can an injured player change the personality of, of the, the team on the field? Well, we're going to always work to what players do well, Tom. So if you lose one player, another player comes in, will that change some of the scheme or the concepts we're working with? Then possibly, you know, possibly. We want to go ahead and get everyone to be on the same page in a game plan-wise, but everyone can't be – the game plan can't be a one-size-fits-all. You know, when there's movement with personnel, we have to be flexible as coaches to adjust how we're calling the game and play to those players' strengths. So, to me, it's when a new player goes in, we have to have a plan going into that game for that situation of if so-and-so's in the game, how are we calling this game? You know, based on what quarterback's in the game. What are the favorite plays of the guys that's in the huddle at that point? You know, how are we calling this? What's he feel most comfortable with? You know, the receivers. Some guys are more deep threats. Some guys are more underneath. Quick guys are going to succeed more you know, short space quickness, you know, how are you going to call the plays according to that, which running backs in the game, you know, obviously every running back on our roster is different, different physically with a different personality within his style of play. So we can't just go ahead and just put, you know, pegs in a holes thinking everything's going to fit one size fits all. We've got to make sure we call the game accordingly to who's in the game. That's a very big part of what we're going to do. This is kind of a, a because of the protocols, are you going to have to on your practice squad, carry an extra punter and an extra kicker. Let's say your kicker or punter tests positive two days before the game. You really can't bring somebody in. How do you handle that? Well, you know what? If it's a couple days before the game, obviously it's tougher with the way the protocols are. We've discussed all options of the practice squad. We're not at a hard spot right now in terms of exactly who we're going to fill in what spots. Those are things we've talked about. The other thing we've talked about with all of our players is, you know, the more you can do. You know, we went through that phase two um, – kind of time with all the players before you guys were out there working everybody's a long snapper everyone's a punt returner you know we've talked to players we haven't worked them all out individually as kickers or punters but look we have professional athletes these guys have all been you know really good athletes their entire life so it's amazing how many guys have been the punter the kicker for their high school team someone may be able to get you out of a game if needed so we're exploring all options with personnel in the practice squad in terms of that next man up mentality but we're also making sure that we have answers on the roster for whatever comes up 